Good morning, everybody. <laughs> there we go. The people of God there. All right. First off, I uh, have a pretty exciting announcement for us this morning. Um, if you don't know, uh, my name is Peter Coffin. Uh, me and my wife are the youth directors here. And uh, we, along with uh, the leadership here, Pastor Stephen Joyce, um, uh, just wanted to kind of bring you this announcement. It's something, it's kind of a teaser announcement. There'll be more information to come, but uh, so I'll just go into it here, go on my script here. So we're excited to announce that starting this fall, uh, TCC will be restarting Wednesday evening youth activities up in the youth area. Um, this, the vision thus far for this is to provide a space in the church that youth can call their own um, with after-school fellowship and teaching focused on building up young people who know, understand, and take to heart the truths of God's word. Uh, so more, more information, of course, will be forthcoming, things like times, dates, what we're exactly looking at here. Um, but in the meantime, uh, we just want to encourage you to, to pray for this opportunity, to be thinking about it, keeping it on your hearts, and being feeling free to come forward to us, to Stephen Joyce, um, if you have questions or suggestions. Um, we'd love to hear from you, the body, uh, especially parents, and maybe even more especially from young people. Um, you who would maybe be attending, if you're thinking about coming, um, maybe if you have something in mind, things you're thinking about. Um, yeah. So we're excited for this next chapter. All right, good. <laughs> yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting stuff. All right. So sort of moving from that, I have something to share with us today. Um, before we uh, say a prayer over our ties, we don't pass a basket around, of course. We have boxes in the back. Um, but we do like to sort of talk about our giving, talk about um, how God thinks about his sort of economy of things. Um, so I have this to share with us. Um, so the other day, I was reading in the book of Amos uh, when I came across verses 11 and 12 in chapter 8. Uh, and when I read them, I was sort of, uh, sort of arrested, sort of stopped um, by this, uh, this passage. And maybe that's happened to you. You're reading along, oh, well, there's something different. Um, and some of these, one of those kinds of verses you really have to kind of turn over in your head for a few days. And I thought it might be beneficial to bring it before us uh, this morning so that we sort of think about them together. Uh, the verses are these, they read like this, um, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will send a famine on the land, but not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. They shall wander from sea to sea, and from north to east they shall run to and fro, seeking the word of the Lord, uh, but they shall not find it. Now, uh, this cheery little set of verses um, stopped me in the, my tracks because, well, if you read the books of the prophets, um, you find that their warnings there are mostly practical and they have sort of a tangible bent to them. Things like, don't worship pagan gods on those hilltops there. Don't cheat the poor in order to pad out your wallet. Um, there are invading armies coming to destroy you, so be warned that all your riches won't really be your salvation in the end. Um, things of these kinds are reiterated over and over again, we find. Um, but here it's made clear that beyond any physical calamities, um, it will be a hunger for the word, uh, the words of the Lord that will mark the times. Um, so as I thought more about this, I've sort of come to see this famine um, maybe in this light. Maybe this will kind of help us pick apart this little verse. Um, all famines in the Bible, I think, have in common an association with um, hypocrisy and pride. They come when times seem good, and people can put on a face of faith, at least, 
Um, they feel at ease, but then feel at ease to do any evil thing that they may desire. Um, Amos himself gives an example earlier in the book of people who go on complaining about the rituals and the Sabbaths and the holy things that the Lord has set up for them, um, seeing it more in terms of their business losses that they're going to lose because they have to take time off and things like that, um, and revealing, of course, that they only partake in the worship of the Lord in order for a, uh, um, uh, for appearance's sake rather than for the love of the Lord itself. So a famine then represents a kind of pruning that if all the stuff of life was sort of skimmed away, um, the question is, what would sustain us? What did we truly rely on in all that time? Was it the Lord? It was all these things. So famines in the Bible, I think, also have another thing in common, though. They always break. And when they do, it's always a very spectacular breaking. And it's always God who is credited with bringing a new wave of life to the land and to the people. Um, usually in the form of a rain. We think of Elijah running, right? He's running to avoid the rain that's coming sweeping over the land. So when it comes to a famine of the word, I believe that it is Jesus who is this new rain who breaks it, who breaks that famine that people were hungering for so much. And he is the reason that we can today still call that word the living word. So my question for us perhaps is this is this, this morning. Have we let our familiarity with the words and maybe the phrases and the stories and the concepts and just the ideas of God get in the way of our knowing the living God who resides within us right now? Do we bring upon ourselves a kind of famine, perhaps, the religiosity, maybe trying to keep up that pious appearance rather than actually seeking the honest intimacy and friendship with our Jesus? Do we concern ourselves with maybe this earthly pain to the point that we feel that we're just at the end of our ropes? We've sort of bred ourselves, we sort of famined ourselves away from that sustenance that comes from him. I believe today, oh, there's the rain. Uh, <laughs> I believe today that there is a living word that still offers fresh rain in his spirit. And I, I say, I ask us that we take the time to drink from him, let him sink deep into that soil of our souls uh, it doesn't matter how stony or dirty or maybe weed-choked we may feel when we look at that plot of land that represents us. That living reign of Jesus will cause something new to grow in it, I think, if we let it. So, Father, I just pray over us today that as we move out from here, move out from this building, um, that we would remember the truth of, who, of what your word is, that it's more than just... Um, the words that we say, it's more than just the things that we sort of act out of, maybe out of, out of remembrance, out of just, it's what we've always done. Um, but Jesus, that it would come alive for us today, that it would sustain us, that it would be the one thing that we say, of all the things in this world, I know that I am fulfilled through this, and you alone, Jesus, in your name. that the sound panels, or whatever they're called, have arrived, they're in the back room there, we're waiting for the T-pins to come. This week, we believe by next week, we'll have them installed, so then we won't have this echo. But I have to tell you, the worship time, each time, for me, it's just like the worship wraps me. Um, the voices, the instrument, there must be something extra with this echo that I like with the worship. <laughs> so.
So just relating to that, um, we're just back from our summer vacation, which we really needed. The reason is we were going to take some days off in March, just like a midway point. We always take a break in October, our summer break, and then October is his birthday, our anniversary, October 4. But just when we were planning it, we actually had it planned on March 13. There was a partial roof collapse from the snow right there and then in the foyer, causing a major mess. Because when it landed, it's like it exploded, that insulation dust. I said even when with the church office, it's like every pencil was covered with insulation dust and they were in the desk store. They were inside the desk. So we needed professional help for three months while we met over there. But because of that, we didn't get our break. It was not the time to leave. So we were so thankful to have this break. We live, our home is on South Gall Lake Road. We've lived there over 40 years and we made use of our lake during the week time we, didn't we, honey? We went fishing. Andrew and Andy helped fix up Jerry, their dad's old fishing boat. And Andy and Jennifer put in a little dock for us this year. We went fishing most mornings after breakfast during the weekdays. Caught, I'm a good fisherman, aren't I? I, I use that scripture, he's given you authority over the fish in the sea. If I'm going out fishing, there better be a fish, at least one that bites. He cleans them. They go in our freezer. We'd love to eat them during the winter. So we did do that. We did sit by the lake on hot days or whatever, but we also used it for maintenance on our home and property. Lots of cutting down trees, branches, bringing them to the burning pile. Um, uh, we also had a sidewalk that had been put in place, we think, by Al Bontrager and some of you all many, many, many years ago. It was cracked. It was slanted, sloping for quite a while, and our children helped remove that cement. Dane Johnson and his crew helped build a boardwalk there. We still have other little projects and some big ones we're working on, but we used it for maintenance on the house, the home, and the property. He's a master gardener, so we did lots of gardening. I do landscaping. Our grandkids knew if they came to visit us, and some live right next door, some across the road. Grandpa will be asking them, can you help um, shred up this zucchini? This Zucchini bread that the granddaughters baked is in the coffee bar. We use that all winter. And um, that just gives a little clue. He also did multiple times with wasp, no, hornet spray. He had to buy many cans. Anyone else have hornets nests by you? There was a major one right under our lake deck where our grandkids would run and play because we have a little fire pit there and we couldn't use that. He worked on it faithfully. I only got stung twice. <laughs> Just twice. 
he was successful. And the, I think it was the day he finished it, he says, they're gone. One of the grandkids pointed up to my, the exterior of my art room window, said, Grandpa, look, huge hornet's nest. <laughs> so he's still working on that one. But um, bless the Lord. I want to share one thing that I did during this time was I read a book. It's been life-changing to me. It's called The Transformational Power of Vision by Cindy Trim. Um, so meaty that I couldn't wait to get there for my morning time. And different times when we had the right weather, right timing, I'd be... That's what I was reading, studying, so full of the word, the power of vision. And so right now, Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you. By your Holy Spirit, you're imparting your vision to each individual here, each one uniquely. Your plans, purposes for them personally, a rebirth of visions, thinking beyond, thinking clearly, hoping clearly, believing clearly. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for that work right now. We release this into the spirit realm. Nothing is impossible with you, Lord. We thank you, Father. We bless you, Lord. So it's good to be back. Love you all. And we'll stay here just a moment, Dad. I'm going to have you pray over a few other things mm -hmm. here. But uh, uh, as far as our normal weekly announcements, you can get those. Um, some of them may be on the screen here too now, but we send those out by email and such. And you can give us, if you'd like to receive it by email, let us know. Otherwise, they're on our Facebook page. And there are a few hard copies too. Uh, in the foyer. But then um, some upcoming events. One thing, the School of Ministry, Pastor Dean will be leading that. It's going to begin on September 4 and moving from glory to glory as we serve. And you could talk to Pastor Dean um, about that if you have interest. And uh, Dan Cluft just told me that things are, he's, I guess out of the seizure, sitting in a chair now, and so that's good. But we'll pray for Dan too. But uh, and Angie, you did so well this morning. I got to tell you, you did so well. You kept the cool and calm in the Lord because there's just multiple things, kind of like we were having with this this morning, you know. And uh, but that that's the thing, you know, in the Lord. We can be in the midst of a hurricane. We can be in that eye and settled when things all around us. And, and that song hit me so strong this morning. He's never going to let, never going to let me down. And, and then the next part of the song goes, when the night seems long. And then the Lord just dropped this in my heart this morning. There's some here that the night seems like it's going on too long, very long. He, the Lord, God Almighty, is never going to let you down. 
God is good. Repeat this after me. God is good. He's never going to let me down. God is good. He's never going to let me down. Good. The rest of the service is to say that. He's never going to let me down. He's never going to let me down. You know, that's a good thing to do sometimes, especially if you're getting under the cloud, especially if you've been in that dark place a long time where it feels like it's encroaching on you. Just start saying, he's greater. God is greater. Jesus is greater. He is the living word to us that brings the light. In him is life, and his life brings to us light so that we can see and we can know the plans that he has for us. Sometimes they get fuzzy, and we can't see real clear because there seems to, darkness tries to encroach. But his light, his lamp, his word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Amen? And that's what he's saying to us this morning. Don't quit. Don't get discouraged. He's never going to let you down. Maybe it's something physical in your body. Maybe it's something with your job or your business or maybe it's in your family. You know, lots of different spheres where the things can really be challenging. But he's never going to let us down, and he'll bring light. And his plan for us is good. Yes. Just as I was coming up here, I was going to... Somehow this fell out of it, or I guess it fell out of it, mm -hmm. or unless it was on top or something. But this is what it says. Jeremiah 29, 11, Amplified. For I know the plans and thoughts I have for you, says the Lord, plans for peace and well-being to give you a future and a hope. And then also Ephesians 3.20, New Living Translation. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely. Say infinitely. Infinitely. You said it better than I did. <laughs> Infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Jesus Christ through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Exceedingly abundantly. You know, that's the word that we had when we came in here the, uh, when the snow had crashed through the the roof better than ever yeah. and when the enemy comes in like a flood the spirit of the lord will raise up a standard against him as far as this physical building is better than ever mm -hmm. i mean look look around you i never would have expected i remember when i first came in well i saw the part in the foyer and i didn't know it had come in here but then somebody says, uh, you better take a look in the sanctuary too. And so I come around the corner and there's this big pile of snow, huge pile of snow. And, uh, Which had begun to melt 
this was just laying. And it was all water down water. here. And uh, my first thought was, wow, how are we going to get this ready for Sunday? <laughs> you know. And uh, I soon reality sunk in. It's going to be a while, you know. And uh, we had a special time. Actually, the time in the foyer, or not the foyer, in the fellowship hall. And uh, there were things from there that you expressed that you liked. And that's probably why we have the seating. There's the same chairs, same amount of chairs here now, but we have them rearranged differently. And then the tables, you know, around the edges, you know, like we have the booths over there and such. And uh, it feels like home. You know, there's something about it, too, even just special to me, the woodwork. And, and uh, to me, it even brings out the woodwork along the stairs here that I didn't, I've seen it, I saw it before, but just like they come together and then the, the new drive-through, have you seen the, have you looked up? <laughs> you gotta be looking up, right? And the, the, the new cedar that's up there and it's stained and, and the rock work and so forth. Uh, but the woodwork there, just kind of like it leads into here and in, in the foyer. For those of you that don't know, before there was sheetrock over the wood. And uh, now it's exposed. We see, see that. So, anyway, the word that we had was better than ever. And of course, it was by faith at that point. And through it all, there was over how much, you know, that came through with insurance that covered everything total. Joan, do you know? Hundred and thirty two thousand? Really? That much? I didn't realize it was that much. I mean that's just think of that. And carpet. Uh, we had I know some of you were involved with helping determine a good and it's really good the carpet is and and uh, but you know what? In the spirit there's a new place. Yes. Better than ever, I yes. believe, that we are as a church family. Do you sense it in the spirit? And it's a place. I'm, um, I'm seeing it's a place of oneness and unity and family and a heart to tell people about Jesus and to come and be in fellowship in the family of God. I believe God is doing this in the church in this area. You know, we could say Bemidji area, but with that we would include Kelly or North Home, you know, all the way around. Um, Bemidji is our larger city. But uh, there's something happening among the churches. There's a pastor's prayer meeting coming up on Monday, the oh, 16th maybe, where like from nine to three at Oak Hills where the pastors are getting together and there's gonna be a prayer meeting together. And uh, I can be covering that in prayer. We mentioned the, the outreach this afternoon. That's on the Lord's heart. Jesus is coming soon. 
Did you know that? I believe he's coming soon. You know, we must live that way with our heart and our eye focused toward the things of heaven. Yes, we're living in earth and God gives us direction and he wants good things for us on this earth, in our families, in our jobs, whatever we're doing, in school, he wants good things. But the thing is, seek ye first the kingdom of God and being right with him and all of these other things will be added unto you. The Bible, Jesus said that. He says, seek first the kingdom of God and being in his righteousness or being right with him. In other words, walking in his path of light that he shows you. He'll give you light. He'll show you for the next step. And you'll start implanting embryonic things in your spirit for the future, like for a year from now. Yes. Like this thing with the youth, last year's Seek the Lord Week that Joyce and I usually take in October, that was implanted in me. That, that, and we knew there was going to be a season when, when uh, we didn't have a youth group here on Wednesday nights. We had youth group on Sundays but we didn't know how long that season would be. But last October, it was implanted in my spirit that it would be beginning. I just didn't know the time. The thing is, with that too, when God shows you something, don't get impatient with it and don't make it happen in the natural and the flesh. We need to allow it to happen by the spirit. It's not by might or power, it's by the spirit. And he is the perfect, let me tell you, perfect, let me tell you again, perfect timing for you and what he's put there in a, in a maybe it's embryonic stage yet maybe it's growing bigger but it's growing 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 in you it'll come don't give up on it don't quit on it just leave it out there trust god he's never 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 going to let you down on that thing he won't let you down and I don't know, Joyce, you got it at that same time. I think for you it came later probably. But we didn't know what it was going to look like either. I didn't know that I was going to be involved. Actually, Joyce and I are going to be directly involved with this, with the junior high age. And we're going to be working with parents and we're going to start working with others that we're kind of mentor into leadership and so forth. And we'll know the season time with that too and as it unfolds. It seems like through the years the Lord has had us go back and be with the youth. A lot of times it helps keeps us young, right? Mm -hmm. You know, working with the young people and uh, being around the kids. And, uh, but then on our vacation, it was two weeks into it. Sometimes, and this may be a word for somebody too, you just need to be at rest about that thing. You've been trying to get the answer for something. I mean, you have been trying, you've been thinking, you've been thinking. Maybe you got all these papers spread out across the table. How can I make this work? Well, the thing is, it's not by your own intellect. It's by the Spirit of God 
And our heart is the candle of the Lord. It's the light. It's where he speaks. And then that filters up to our mind when we get quiet before him. We need to listen. We need to have times when we're listening to him. And then it just kind of floats up there, and we know this is what we're supposed to do. And Joyce had that moment a couple, two or three Sundays ago. What really happened there? You just... we, we would go away on weekends during our vacation, and that Sunday morning I was getting ready to go away, and it just, the Holy Spirit just said, the time is now. You and Steve are going to activate the junior high, and um, it's going to be upstairs in the, use, the facility that's been there for 16 years. It's something that back then... Uh, the materials were paid for, but the work up there was done by youth and by adults of this church. They did the whole thing. And um, it's like the facilities there uh, reactivate it, and I just knew it. So we made the commitment Wednesday nights, or I did. I thought, okay, Wednesday nights, that's where I'm going to be. So we, we see it. We were there with Peter and Linnea. The youth cafe will be activated. Linnea talked about ordering supplies from the food service, which we do already for the meal. So I invite you, go on, check it out. If, if you have kids that age or if your parents of kids that age, go check it out if you haven't seen it yet. It'll probably be the third Wednesday of September when we begin. The 18th, I think. Or 18th. So anyway, Joyce had this, the light came there for that, you might say. I mean, she saw a bigger part of it. And so we were sharing about it all the way from our house to to Walker. That's where we went that day. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's good for husbands and wives or even with a child or something, or what, just to get away for a day, and you're sitting in the car, you're driving. Fishing is another good place for that. <laughs> you know, in the boat. You know, that's truth. Somebody needed to hear that this morning. And uh, you, can, you can just share, and it's not forced. I mean, you're focusing kind of on catching fish, but then stuff comes forth that you can share and talk about. And so, the Lord's bringing this forth, and his thought is good for us, and exceeding abundantly above what we might even ask or think. And one other thing, this is what you call a sermon announcement, or announcement sermon all in one. Yeah. Have you figured that out yet? We're not going to have a whole other sermon. It's coming out right here in the announcements. Is that okay? Yeah. Is that okay? Yes. We're listening. I mean, you just go with the flow of the Holy Spirit, right? We can get awful segmented in our services sometimes, which is okay to a point, I'm sure, but, but, but we need to be free and open to just flowing where the Holy Spirit leads us on things. And, but also this, and this is something that Vicki had written up with me this morning. Congratulations to Bud and Martha Sorheim on their 60th wedding anniversary. 60. 
let's wave to us. Some yeah. of the folks yeah. don't know yeah. who you are. Bless you. Okay, 60 years. I still remember maybe 1960 or 61, whenever you first moved here, we were coming up to the resort here. I remember you coming in in the old building with your family, all your kids, Bud and Martha, you came up and filled up a whole row, pretty much. He's, talk, he's talking about when his family came up we came and you up, were little kids. Right, that's how we got started coming up here. To, it was Swinburne Resort over here on Gull Lake. And uh, it's something how the Lord leads us. I'll be getting into that more probably next Sunday. You know, the thing of God's leading in the light, walking in the light that he shows us, you know, and walking in that light, and then he'll show you more. I mean, when we came up here, none of us had jobs. We didn't go because we had a job. We, we came here because we knew the Holy Spirit was leading us here. And I sure didn't know I was going to be pastor. At that time in my life, if I had known that, it might have been even harder for me to come here. I'll tell you more about that story too, maybe next week. But uh, I'm glad I am now, just to <laughs> make it straight. And somebody said, what is it, being off a week, does that make you think of retirement? And you know, the thing with that is, and I brought that before the Lord. Joyce and I have brought that before the Lord a number of times, and we have again. And the thing is, when he says to retire, that's when we'll retire. A number, in my mind, isn't retirement, like 65 or whatever. No, that can be in certain things and issues. In fact, when we retire from a certain job, the thing is, we never retire from ministry. You never retire from being a Christian, <laughs> from being a minister of God, amen? Mm -hmm. Amen? Yes. And uh, so even if we weren't pastoring, we'd still be ministering, I know. We did it the whole four weeks of our vacation with people we <laughs> saw. I mean, you go to yeah. Walmart and Grand Rapids, you end up, but we won't, we need to get back to the announcements here. <laughs> okay, so we'll be having a time to honor Bud and Martha after the service today in the fellowship hall. You're welcome to join the celebration. We plan to start serving cake. It would be 12 o'clock, and there is also a card they would love you to sign for them in the front table by the stage in the fellowship hall. And also, for your information, there is a meal today. Which we're very thankful for. Don and Maria will be a um, from scratch Mexican meal, as they've done, what, nine years? Third Sunday of every month ever since they've come here. So faithfully today, when we came in the door, Don came to greet us. He says, there's no propane gas for the stove. And that's where Maria does all her cooking. So involving Joan and Mark and Calvin and Steve and phone calls Joan made. Anyway, it's because there was work. There's work being done behind the church. It's all been dug up there. And anyway, it got on maybe an hour, hour and a half later than they expected. 
and that's where they are now. Also, right. They were very patient. They the were way. patient. Angie, you weren't the only one that was dealing with stuff this yes. morning. I mean, they were, you know, think of that. You have a meal. Becky, you know what that's like. Yeah. I mean, just think of that. Uh, I mean, there's no stove to cook on, you know, for an hour and a half when you should be doing it. And, but uh, there was, there, we discovered, it was probably a year ago already, that there was mold and moisture down below here under the stage, under this trap door, and uh, d discovered that really what it needed was for the water needed to be routed out, like Joan said, to daylight. It's something that Babe had told somebody 16 years ago, you need to put it out to daylight. Well, Babe, we did it. No. Now, <laughs> and that's why all the, the holes are out there, but uh, for the, the future and Sarah, our daughter's actually thinking of a play that would use that cellar, Grandma's Attic, but I don't know, that's, that'll be a while down the line. But there is a play that, a Christmas play that Sarah's working on right now. Uh, it won't be for this Christmas, but for the next Christmas, but we're gonna start seeing stuff. They're ready, she's writing it now. Actually, some of the youth are gonna be, She's got some youth involved with that, children, even in some of the writing of it. But it's being written now, the mystery, do you have a title? No. You don't have a title? Comedy, mystery. Comedy, mystery, it's good. gonna be good. So, back to the announcements. That was kind of an announcement, wasn't it, foregoing? Actually, another thing, Pastor Larry Dorman, who is kind of like our Truebridge covering leader here for Northern Minnesota, will be here on Sunday, November 17, I believe it is. Just wanna let you know that, that he's gonna be coming. And you know, teachers, pastors and such, a lot of times there's an area that is really a strength in their life for teaching and so forth. Well, one of his is just looking at the Old Testament and New Testament and how they relate to one another and how we see the New Testament in light of the old and the old in light of the new and such. And that's what he's gonna be teaching on that day. And I would really encourage you to be here on that Sunday just to get to know him if you don't already, but then also to hear that word. And then we're gonna to go to prayer now as we close actually this morning. But uh, Shirley is here, Shirley Walker. And um, most of you know her, you can wave your hand, Shirley. Uh, she came to the Lord, how many years ago now? Why don't you give her the mic there a minute? Um, yeah, you could probably stand right there. 14 years and I slid backwards a few times. So if that's happened to any of you, it's okay. You can come back up. Yes. And Shirley has just... Uh, <laughs> hello? Shirley is... Can you hear me? Shirley's just completed three years of Karis Bible College in uh, Colorado. What's the name of the town again? Woodland Park, Woodland Colorado. Park. With, uh, that's with uh, Andrew Womack Ministries there. And uh, we're gonna pray over her too. I'm gonna have Joyce 
and all of us uh, pray over you because she's in a transition time. There's about maybe three three job possibilities she's looking at. One of them is to be, can you just in a real small nutshell with Karis Bible College tell us what you're looking at there? Yeah, the position would be to help Karis Bible College and Andrew Womack Ministries become more effective and efficient. It's kind of a management um, project, which I would go into many of the departments if, as there are problems and solve them along with the team. Okay. So these various things we talked about, I'm going to have Joyce lead us in prayer. Why don't we all stand up together? And uh, I'll just come down there. Each of us, each of us, hmm, our hearts to you, Lord. We've heard this morning, Dan Salto, thank you, Lord, for your, who, your loving presence within and around him. Peace, yes, peace for that man. We thank you, Lord, for the safe return of the turkey team. We thank you, Father, now refreshing them refreshing them, refreshing each one of them. And Doug and Abby, even today as they're ministering on the team. Thank you, Father, with all of these things, Father. And as we were listening, we thank you, Holy Spirit, you were speaking individually to us. Thank you, Father, your plans for surely are that of good. You'll make it clear. You'll make it right. You'll make it sure. Thank you, Father. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for your precious work with us. We desire to keep walking in the Spirit day by day and in the moments of the day. We speak your blessing now on Bud and Martha Sorheim. Thank you for their lives of um, marriage, we thank you for their children, their grandchildren, great-grandchildren. We thank you for the celebration today. We thank you, Father, for your love enfolding them. And we speak a blessing right now on Adon and Maria as they've been cooking in the kitchen, Lord, just for great peace, joy. We thank you for the right helpers with serving and cleanup for them. We declare a blessing on that food in the name of Jesus and the fellowship. We love you, Lord. And everyone said, amen. Oops, he's got more. Oh, Lord, we also lift up the Revive Fellowship, oh, yes. or Revive Minnesota yes. outreach this afternoon yeah. with Bob and Paul and Thank probably Bob, Paul's family, but whoever, Lord just uh, your hand upon them and uh, even the thing of those that did come to know you last summer just to f follow up and and uh, spiritual growth for them that they may be discipled in Jesus name hallelujah was there anything that we missed here in prayer.
Praise God. Well, remember, there is uh, the fellowship meal. And also, I want to say this, the thing with our church and where we're at now, we want to exalt Jesus, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what we want, and have a consciousness of his presence here with us. Did you know that he's here? I, I ran into somebody last week at Lucan's, and we had church for 20 minutes. And when we were done, we prayed together, you know, standing there by our carts. And I said, we just had church. And I said, Jesus is here. Because the word, I mean, he's in us, of course, but when there's two of us, he's here among us. Because it's, Jesus said himself, if two or more of you are gathered together in my name, I'm there in the midst of you, and we had church together. But we had church here together today. If anyone would like prayer, there will be altar ministers here to pray with you. And uh, I think I'm going to go to the back to see people today here. So God bless you all. <laughs>